3: All
1: engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Happy Independence Day. It's Eric Erickson here. I was going to say happy 4th of July, but you would be amazed at the number of people who send me hate mail when I do that. It's the Independence Day. It has a title. Good gracious. In any event, happy Independence Day to you. I am going to obviously be shooting lots of fireworks tomorrow. You should follow me on Instagram at EW Erickson, except... Instagram is wonky today. We have news that we need to cover. I'm also willing to take your phone calls, 404 872 750 wsb talk I, I want to begin. I'm, I'm just going to play some of this CNN audio for you. We don't need to play the whole thing. The clip's too long. But uh, to give you a sense of what's happening today, this is CNN on the Independence Day celebration in Washington, D.C.
0: President Trump wanted tanks for his July 4th Salute to America celebration, and he will get tanks. And this morning, we're getting a better idea of how much those tanks will cost taxpayers. We're also learning who will get tickets to this event. Tom Foreman is live with one of those tanks behind him near the Lincoln Memorial. What's the latest, Tom?
2: This is exactly what the president wanted, big pieces of military hardware right in the middle of this area that will be absolutely flooded with tourists for the holiday. Take a look at how they brought these things in last night. There are more coming in later today. These are actually Bradley fighting vehicles. Uh, They're armored personnel carriers. Allegedly, there will be some actual uh, Abrams tanks brought in as well. That is the big question, though. Who is going to pay for all of this? What budget is this coming out of? And while the president says this is a celebration of America, many of his critics are saying, no, this is a celebration of himself.
1: Oh, good grief. So when did the media ever ask how much things would cost when Barack Obama was president? When did the media ever ask how much anything would ever cost when Barack Obama was president? The whole thing is silly. Um I gotta you know this this clip from from Fox and Friends captures what's happening here.
0: This is nauseating, Chris, because this is not just obnoxious tackiness. This is actually dangerous because it's fundamentally un-American. The message is a threat. I suspect that the threat is to his fellow Americans. And I hate to say that, but I think that Donald Trump styles himself a tyrant. I think more of a sign of his just
4: neediness and his insecurity. And there's there's a certain silliness about this as well
2: as obnoxiousness. Critics concerned the president's hijacking the holiday, putting politics over patriotism and forcing taxes taxpayers to foot the bill
1: fourth of july on the national mall has been a tribute to universal american themes this year by design it will be much more about him
2: Uh, for lack of a better word it's very soviet it was
1: about bolstering himself up looking like a dictator from another nation that that's a montage fox and friends ran this morning and it perfectly captures the outrage about what's happening right now it's it's genuinely silly Remember when Michelle Obama and her daughters took trips to Europe, uh, Republicans were accused of racism. They actually were accused of racism by members of the media for questioning how much the, the family trips to uh, Africa, Europe, and the Middle East and, and Southeast Asia cost. Remember that you weren't allowed to, to question that. It, it has become so partisan, it's ridiculous. The president put tanks in Washington and armored personnel carriers— so that kids can climb on them on Independence Day. He moved the fireworks display from the mall to the Potomac so more people could be on the mall. By the way, do you know what the latest outrage is? The president hasn't given the Democratic National Committee VIP tickets to come hang out on the White House lawn. Barack Obama didn't do that either. Barack Obama didn't give the Republicans VIP tickets to hang out on the White House lawn. You would never know that from the media coverage, but in fact, that's the case y'all this is this is silly, silly uh, partisanship. Silly partisanship. It's just it's nonsense to me. And yet this is where we are because people have gotten so hysterical about everything that's happening in Washington, DC. People have gotten so the media itself has gotten so partisan about what's happening in Washington, D.C. The media is playing for the Democrats. They're running left-wing resistance fan fiction over what's happening. Listen, I can assure you that I was often attacked by my own side for saying Barack Obama did something good or it was no big deal. And I would have told you if the president of the United States, Barack Obama, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, whoever, put tanks on the mall for kids to climb on during during Independence Day Celebrations, it is no big deal. The only danger is it might be so hot the kids get burned from the metal. But it's not a big deal. This is not the end of the world. This is not the establishment of tyranny. It is not Soviet, as some of these left-wing commentators are saying. The fact that the media is giving attention to all this stuff, I think, actually helps the president. Because when nothing bad happens, it just is another example of the media on behalf of Democrats crying wolf. And it's just silly. It is. Now, uh, on top of this ridiculous hyperbole over the Independence Day stuff comes the issue of um, the the Nike uh, pulling the American flag shoe. And uh, some of the people out there are just saying ridiculous things about this. One guy who's not, one guy who's making sense, actually, is my friend John Avalon, uh, who's at CNN, who who definitely is left of center. But he does a good just just listen. Uh, Let me just let John speak for himself here. The original 13 star betsy ross flag and they did it because colin kaepernick told them to according to the wall
2: street journal now the concern is that the battle flag of the revolutionary war could be associated with slavery and has apparently been co-opted by some white supremacist groups this is why we can't have nice things yes slavery is america's original sin but no not all founding fathers were slave owners for example john adams and alexander hamilton and to cast the betsy ross flag as the moral equivalent of the confederate flag crystallizes the slippery slope that many conservatives warn about could also serve as shorthand for the idea that democrats are not patriotic and view our history with disdain that's a potent weapon for republicans heading into an election that already promises to be fought along negative partisan lines the american flag is not the province of any one political party celebrating our independence and our constant imperfect effort to live up to our founding ideals that all people are created equal is something that should unite us especially on the fourth of july
1: Yes. Thank you, John Avalon. Someone at CNN making sense on this issue. And meanwhile, over at MSNBC, yeah, I just, I got to play some of this clip for you. This is a long clip. We're not going to get into all of this. This is uh, Michael Eric Dyson, uh, which interestingly, there's a story about Michael Eric Dyson to me. I was on with Anderson Cooper one time. Michael Eric Dyson was my counterpart, and we were talking about a budgetary issue. And Dyson turned it into this critique on American race. It was, it, it genuinely was this bizarre moment where Anderson was completely befuddled. I had no idea what was going on. And Dyson fans circulated all the, oh, look, Michael Eric Dyson got the better of Eric Erickson and Anderson Cooper on this thing. No, we had no idea what the guy was talking about. I mean, we, we, we generally did not. And that's the way this guy. Plays. And it looks like so many people are circulating this clip at the moment that we're having. Let me see if I can get this from somewhere else, because this is so worth, um, it's so worth you hearing these people losing their minds over all of these things. By the way, um, if your Internet is running slow, it's not you. It actually is the Internet today. Uh, they're having major problems globally with the Internet. Facebook and Instagram, for example, are down. Yesterday, it was the website Cloudflare. Having problems, um, serious fundamental technical problems, and uh, denial of service attacks happening worldwide today, slowing down uh, the internet. Quite frankly, uh, huh? The Washington Free Beacon—it's it's been redesigned. Very cool site. Um, it, so I'm, I'm trying to pull up this clip for you and play it off the internet. I've been having these issues all day, and I thought it was me at first, and then realized that no, it actually isn't me. It is the World Wide Web. That series of tubes is having major problems today around the world, and it's slowing down the Internet. It's brought Facebook to its knees, and it's just been a mess. So with that being said, I want to try to get this clip because you need to hear this. You, You need to hear the left in their own environment where they think they have a safe place to speak so that you can hear them. And, of course, that safe place is MSNBC. And you're going to hear this guy who is a professor, a Georgetown University professor, weigh in on the Nike issue. It will probably blow your mind you struggling to get sleep these days you're not alone one in three of us we don't get enough sleep that is americans of course we don't we're always busy we're always wired we're always thinking we can't turn our brains off if you're not sleeping enough though it affects your cognitive functions so you're learning your problem solving your decision making they all start to suck because you're not getting enough sleep did you know that a good night's sleeps like magic remedy for the brain and the body when you sleep well we're more focused we're more relaxed it even makes us happier well I got a way to help you sleep. And yes, believe it or not, it's an app. It's not a pill. It's an app. It's Calm. Calm is the number one app for sleep. Sleep deficiency does serious damage, not just to your brain, but to your body. Sleepless nights give you proneness to accidents and injuries, weight gain, depression. You need to sleep. You really do. Everybody in my house uses the Calm app. Me, my wife, my kids, my 10-year-old absolutely loves it, listens to it every single night on his iPad. I have it on my iPhone. I used it last week when I was in Silicon Valley at night after I had a very, very important meeting with a very, very famous person. And I was so wired afterwards, I turned it on. It was able to help me go to sleep. Why? Well, you just you listen to the call map, and it lulls you to sleep. My listeners get $25 off a Calm premium subscription at Calm.com slash Eric. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash Eric. 40 million people have do- downloaded Calm. Find out why at Calm.com slash Eric. C-A-L-M dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. It's Eric Erickson here. It is 25 after the hour. Uh, I want to play this audio for you now. As promised, I was able to get it loaded. Um, This is Michael Eric Dyson, a Georgetown University professor on MSNBC, where liberals say the darndest things
2: but can you explain why this particular flag this symbol is so offensive to some
1: right well it hails from the
5: revolutionary period of course of this nation's founding which was deeply embroiled in you know enslavement of the owners of slaves George Washington Thomas Jefferson and the like but also it's the recent use of this flag that has been most appropriate Uh, white right wing white supremacists have used it as a rallying cry for their own cause and none of these flags are are kind of set in stone, right? It's depending upon the culture in which you live, the moral ecology of the time. So, right now, this flag has been used by people who want to pummel uh, African Americans, Latinx, Jews, and other people, neo Nazis who want to claim that they have their true copyright on American identity. So, why not choose a flag that is representative of everybody? The diversity of identities, ideologies, and uh, people of color and mainstream people who happen to exist in this country. That's the kind of blowback against the use of this particular flag.
2: What do you make of those who say, listen, why let those sort of right-wing white supremacist groups win? Why not reclaim the flag, if you will?
5: That would be beautiful. I don't hear anything coming from the right about that. I don't hear them going, hey, this is not. We, and and we, you think the is on
2: the right on to do that?
5: Well, yeah, because the left is responding. They're saying this flag is problematic. They're giving their interpretation. It's similar to what the Confederacy has done. They lost the war, but they won the battle of interpretation. This is waging a war of interpretation on the landscape of American population. Popular culture for the collective mindset of America, and people have their right to to weigh in as they choose. But the reality is that this flag has represented something that is offensive and opprobrious And if people want to reclaim it, then do so. It's like the argument about the statues. The statues are there for education. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I don't hear people talking about Robert Lee, Robert E. Lee, as a moment of educating us about the
1: viciousness of white supremacy. So we're... Who, who who is he not listening to? Because I hear this all the time. And by the way, um, this is it's listen to. What He's saying that white supremacists are using the revolutionary war flag therefore it needs to be taken back but we're not going to do it no 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 no. he he doesn't want to do it he doesn't want to put the flag out at his house he doesn't want other people on the left to do it he wants people on the right to it's your flag too well, why are you expected? I mean, is this not typical of progressivism that the burden is always on someone else? The burden is on the government. The burden's on you. It's never on them. You got to do it, not them. This is such a stupid argument. I cannot believe in the 21st century, the Revolutionary War flag of the United States of America is controversial because an idiot failed player on the NFL says so. And now everybody is seal steel- clapping him. The, Colin Kaepernick is the left's Donald Trump at this point. If Colin Kaepernick says something, everybody on the left defends him, no matter how asinine it is. That's exactly what's going on here. They are doubling down on this. Uh, you got Julian Castro, the, the, the progressive guy from San Antonio, Texas, who my understanding is he really doesn't actually even speak Spanish very well. Uh, he His mother was a leftist who called on Texas to bulldoze the Alamo. I'm not making that up. Um, he is glad that Nike pulled the Betsy Ross flag sneakers. Do you see what's actually going on here? These people are perfectly willing to cede American history to white supremacists so that then they can say, yeah, it really was bad. That's what's going on here. They're they're not defending American history. They don't want to defend American history. They're actually okay with it being co-opted. That's why you have this guy on MSNBC saying, no, 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 Republicans, it's up to you. You're the ones who, who have to reclaim the flag because they don't want to do it to begin with this is this is just insane but that's where we are as a country when we come back we'll take your phone calls on this 404-872-0750-1800 wsb talk i'm eric erickson this is atlanta's evening news it is eric erickson here atlantis evening news on wsb the phone number 404 750 wsb talk real quick julian castro listen to this uh statement from him um made earlier today on tv oh let's see are we having more internet problems around here today yeah apparently we are let's
5: yeah well you know and i was glad to see that and um My hope is that that they didn't just do it to do it, that they understand the significance there. And look, there are a lot of things in our history that are still very painful. The Confederate flag that still flies in some places uh, and is used as a symbol. And uh, I believe that we need to move toward an inclusive America that
1: understands that pain, that doesn't wipe it away from history in the sense that it still belongs in a museum so he's glad that nike uh went along with kaepernick because you know the revolutionary flag is just like the confederate battle flag goodness gracious okay let's go to the phones uh i'm going to start with sherry in covington sherry welcome to the program
3: hey eric how are you doing thank you for taking my call sure hey so um i'm going to be honest i i told your person that answered the phone that i was upset about this deal with the the tanks and stuff i'm not upset that trump's doing it I'm upset that I can't be there to participate. I think it is a great deal. And my my father was in World War II. He was a veteran. And, you know, he fought for things that we could do stuff like this. So I think it's absolutely wonderful.
1: Well, listen, I, I think I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it would be a lot of fun to be up there. I wish they could find a way to park some of the World War II aircraft out on the mall, too, so kids could see those Most as definitely. well. That would be – it'd just be a lot of fun. Uh, Sherry, thanks very much for the phone call. I, I just – people are – I mean, they got their knickers and knots over this. I, I see no reason um, to, to, to be upset. About this, I mean, unnotch your knickers and and get your panties out of a wad and just enjoy the Fourth of July. I'm going to be shooting lots of fireworks tomorrow. And people in my neighborhood, they're all coming to my house because we're going to shoot in the cul-de-sac. I, I bought some giant mortars, six-inch mortars, which are apparently the most you're allowed to sell to to a human being uh, that's not a professional. And I'm kind of worried about those, but oh, 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 we're going to shoot one of those off and see what happens. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. Bobby, welcome to the program.
0: Good afternoon, sir. How's it going?
1: Great. How are you?
0: All right. On my way to pick up the packet of the seats, we just passed by the fake news building, as President Trump called it. But in regards to the Catholic situation and what I've been hearing two things. first, I'm sensing there is Mao Zedong's cultural revolution coming to the U.S.
1: Sounds my that way
0: escaped from the mainland fall straight over 75 years ago and 40 years ago we we moved to the u.s. and we've been southerners since then that's the first thing with now but the second thing is with the flag on the back of the sneaker you're you're running afoul of the flag code in a way because one you're not supposed to make an article of clothing but second, and this is the one that gets as a shoe when you're running, it's more, more likely it's going to get soiled. Yep. you going to have mud on it, you're going to have dust on it, and the flag code said the flag is not to be placed in an area where it is likely to be soiled.
1: Right. You, listen, you, you're right on that, although I did talk to a couple of lawyers uh, who tell me that it applies, the, the flag code applies to the current flag, not to historic flags. Uh, so you're not supposed to do that to the current flag. And there's even a question as to whether or not it's it's constitutional. Um, yeah, You know, the sad thing is, you know, and I know that Colin Kaepernick, if they put the American flag on the sole of the shoe, he'd be okay with that. That's That's the sad thing here. It is. Now. Back to the phones we go to. Mike in Atlanta. You're going to be next. Welcome.
4: Uh, Hey, Eric. Good to talk to you. And and, uh, please, call me Rich. All my friends do. (laughs) All right. Um, They said anything that I do in life, I'm going to be great at it, and that I'll be wealthy someday. So it works for me.
1: All right. I just wanted
4: to uh, say that uh, thank you for taking my call, and as a devout Catholic, Christian, who goes to Mass on a regular basis. I am very happy about the heartbeat bill. Moreover, uh, I am also a working actor here in Atlanta, been at it for a while now. And I will be the first to say that I think Alyssa Milano is the biggest hypocrite because she is telling all of her Hollywood friends and everyone to boycott the state of Georgia, yet she was just here filming something. So she's saying, you know, please, boycott Georgia, but first, let me get paid my millions first, and then boycott it. Yeah, I think if that's not the definition of a hypocrite, unless she gave all those millions to a charity, that's a hypocrite.
1: Oh, totally.
4: You know, she's just got no right to say that, and it's just you know, the state of Georgia has become a powerhouse in the film and television industry, and I honestly don't think it's going to hurt it at all because everyone knows Georgia is a pro-life state.
1: Yeah, listen, I mean, you've got Clint Eastwood coming in here filming, Netflix is continuing to film uh, a bunch of different series here, they're not actually leaving. Uh, Here's the thing that people need to understand, this was in an AJC article two weeks ago, that Netflix film ambitions are so big there is not enough film studio production studio capacity in the entire world in the entire world to do everything Netflix has in the pipe work right now, pipeline right now so they have to have they can't take George out or it puts them behind uh, so it's all bluster it, it is completely bluster uh, Chris in Marietta you're going to be next welcome
3: hey Eric thanks for taking my call sure uh sure just get right to it. I wanted to respond to that MSNBC uh, commentator. And he said it, it was up to the right to, to take back the Betsy Fla- uh, Ross flag. And it, and it goes to this whole political correctness and the left setting itself up to be the judge of what is and isn't right. And the left has declared now, apparently through Colin Kaepernick, that the Betsy Ross flag is racist. So the moment that you try to, to raise that and and put it up and claim it as they say. You're going to be declared the racist, mm-hmm. and that is that. It, it catches a, it's, a, it's a catch twenty two that they're setting up because they're the judge of what is and isn't right. And it gets also to this point of political correctness. And you know the reason why Trump is where he is is because I think there's so many frustrated Americans who are tired of being told what isn't and isn't right by the left. And in the complicit media being their sounding board and their high priest and priestesses of what is and isn't political correctness. And it's just, it's tiresome. People are sick of it.
1: Yeah. Look, I, I think that this is something as John Avalon said in that clip for over at CNN that I played w- when I started the show, that this is something that the Republicans are going to use against the Democrats. And I think quite effectively uh, going to use it with Hispanic voters in particular uh, to show just how far out of touch the Democrats are. Many of the people who have immigrated to this country in the last 20 years are deeply proud to be here. And that is overwhelmingly Hispanic voters. And for them to hear democratic politicians be not be not proud of this country of the ideas behind this country's founding it's crazy talk for a lot of people and it's going to hurt the democrats It is 55 after the hour. I am Eric Erickson. This is Atlanta's evening news. The phone number is 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Rain starting now to creep across the Alabama line Uh, just north of Villa Rica. You've got some light rain. It is building in. We'll be here tomorrow. I'm hoping it doesn't rain at my house tomorrow night because I got a lot of fireworks to shoot off. Lots of fireworks to shoot off. It's going to be fun. I hope you guys have a great 4th. Now, take some more phone calls. When we come back in the next hour, uh, we also need to deal with the border situation and Democrats. And uh, I got a great, great clip from Ruth Bader Ginsburg that is really making progressives very angry today. It'll make you smile uh, when you listen to it. Right now, I want to go to Ruth in Dawsonville. Ruth, welcome. Hey. Hi there.
3: How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you?
3: I'm good. Um, this is... Nike executives are laughing all the way to the bank. This is a marketing ploy. Do you really think that they did market research and focus groups and decided that a Betsy Ross tennis shoe was going to be a good seller? And they said, yeah, let's go forward with production. This is a great idea. Come on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, you may you may think that, but apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal, they were ready to roll them out. They, but, yeah, you was- can find them on eBay today.
3: Yeah, I'm sure the wall. Yeah, they probably made some. I'm sure they did. They had to make it look as if it were a legitimate program. But the whole thing is about raising. Think about how much free advertising they have just got.
1: I mean, come on. Yeah, a, I, look, I, 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 Ruth, I, I totally see what you're saying, and you, you may be right. But considering the blowback they're getting, even from some, not all the Democrats, but from some Democrats and a lot of Republicans, I don't know. I'm I'm tending to trust the Wall Street Journal sources on this one. And it is really important, I think, to note that Nike hasn't denied the story. Look, the Wall Street Journal ran a story the other day that John uh, Johnny Ive was leaving Apple. Their famous designer with Steve Jobs came out with the iMac, the iPhone, the Apple Watch, all those things. He's leaving now. And the Wall Street Journal ran a story and it said that uh, one of the reasons he was leaving is Tim Cook's not a products guy. Johnny Ive didn't like that Tim Cook wasn't engaged in the product development line. He got bored and he left. And Tim Cook came out, supposedly on his iPhone, and sent an email to several reporters saying, absolutely not true. This is a garbage story. It's not true. Nike is getting beat up by Republicans, by the president, uh, by even some prominent Democrats. He's been denounced. of all. I mean, Several of the anchors on MSNBC, CNN, did a huge critical story, and they haven't come out and denied it? I I don't know. Not smart marketing strategy then. It is Eric Erickson here, News 955 AM seven fifty WSB. Welcome. It's the second hour. The phone number 404 8720 750 1800 WSB. Sorry, I'm discombobulated. <laughs> I, I I I never mind. I I I did I heard that music. I was like, wait, what, what segment are we in? So we're we're back. Now, I want to take your phone calls this hour. Um, and I wanted to nope. <laughs> Listen, it's the day before the fourth. We, yeah, we're 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 all checked out already. That that's fine. We're we're just it's one big sh- two-hour show anyway. Um, so I want to take your phone calls this hour, largely because we're going to be gone the next couple of days, and I want to spend time with you guys and whatever you want to talk about. There is some news that I do want to talk about as well, um, but more importantly, I want to essentially say what I said yesterday. And uh, yes, I am repeating myself. Uh, But I know how this works. You'll be okay with it. I want to talk about the Declaration of Independence for just a moment um, because that is why we are having our Independence Day celebration tomorrow. Congress tabled the draft of the Declaration of Independence on July 1st. It moved itself into a committee of the whole. That is where they could operate as a large committee. They needed to do something. And there were a number of people in that room who knew what they were doing. And others who knew what they were doing and didn't want to do it. And so they were abstaining. The New York delegation abstained from a vote Cause they didn't have permission to vote for independence. Delaware cast no vote because independence was split between Thomas McKean, who wanted independence, and George Reed, who wanted no. Pennsylvania and South Carolina opposed the idea of independence. Now, on July 2nd, South Carolina reversed its position and voted for independence. And then what happened in Pennsylvania is that Robert Morris and, um, oh, what's his name? Dickinson, um, the farmer from Pennsylvania, uh, he decided to stand down and abstain. And that allowed Benjamin Franklin, John Dickinson, that allowed Ben Franklin to stand for Pennsylvania and cast a vote for independence the New York delegation had to abstain again. And so there were 12 states that voted on July 2nd for independence. The 13th Colony, New York, would ultimately do so a week later. But it was John Adams who wrote to his wife and said he thought that July 2nd would become a great American holiday. He wrote, I'm apt to believe that Independence Day will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, fireworks from one end of the continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. Now, he said July 2nd because that's the day that the vote came in. But, 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 remember, they were in the Committee of the Whole. So they had to get out of the Committee of the Whole. And then they had to formally vote. And they made a couple of changes and they finalized the text on July 4th. And they put their name on it. And John Hancock made sure to sign his name as big as possible, so that if King George was going to come get him, well, he would know who to get. It was a very big deal. And what was so monumental about it is not that the colonies rebelled. It's that the colonies rebelled and were successful. And it was the first time that that had happened. It was a very big deal. It is still a very big deal. The American Revolution set the world on fire. It caused other countries to stand up for independence including France just a few years later it's a very big deal the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America you know it was not until after the Civil War that we began referring to the United States prior to the Civil War everyone very commonly referred to it as these United States When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth, the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. In other words, if we're going to exert independence, we need to tell you why. Well, Why? Because we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Originally, that was going to be pursuit of property, but it became pursuit of happiness. And notice right there in that sentence, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. They are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. They're throwing off monarchy right there. That all men, the king and the commoner are equal and all of them get their rights from God, not the crown. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Not the divine right of kings. It's from the consent of the governed that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, what ends? The ends of ensuring life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. We would rather be miserable than rock the boat. But when the train of abuses and usurpations Pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient suffering of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries." all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over the states. To prove it, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He's refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He's for bidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be attained and when so suspended he is utterly neglected to attain to attend to them he's refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people he's called together legislative bodies at unusual places uncomfortable and distant from the depository of their public record for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures he's dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people and on and on it goes. He's kept us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislature. He's affected to render the military independent of the of and superior to the civil power. He's quartered large bodies of armed troops among us for protecting them by mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of the states for cutting off trade, for imposing taxes without consent, for depriving us of, in many cases, the benefits of a trial by jury. Are you hearing the echoes of the Bill of Rights in here? He's abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war. He's plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burned our towns. In every stage of these oppressions, we've petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States in general Congress assembled, appealing to the Supreme Judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions, do, in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies, solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is, and ought to be, totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states They have full power to levy war, conduct peace, contract alliances, establish commerce, and do all those other things and acts which independent states may by right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. So when I was in college... One of the very first things I did was I got a credit card. I was out of the house. I was free. I got a credit card. Ah, I should have never gotten the credit card. Never get the credit card. Tell your kids don't get the credit card. But what happens when you do get the credit cards and they start to add up? you're carrying revolving debt, you're not paying off your credit cards each month, it's stressing you out, you could be paying thousands in interest every year, you don't have to. With Lending Club, you can consolidate your debt. You can pay off your credit cards. You can get one fixed monthly payment. Since 2007, Lending Club has helped millions of people regain control of their finances with affordable fixed-rate personal loans. There are no trips to a bank. There are no high-interest credit cards. All you do is go to lendingclub.com, you tell them about yourself, how much you want to borrow, Pick the terms that are right for you. And if you get approved, your loan is automatically deposited in your bank account in just a few days. It's the number one peer-to-peer lending platform. Over $35 billion in loans issued. So what do you do? You want to check this out? Go to LendingClub.com Eric. You check your rate in minutes. Borrow up to $40,000. That's LendingClub.com Eric. LendingClub.com Eric. All loans made by WebBank. Member of FDIC. Equal housing lender. It is Eric Erickson here on WSB. The phone number is 404 750 1-800-WSB-TALK. Let's keep taking phone calls. Lewis and Johns Creek, you're going to be next. Welcome.
0: Hey, Eric. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Hey, I just wanted to say uh, something real quick. I, I'm working on the road right now, and I help people on the side of the road right quick. But it, it shows you how divided the Hispanics are. I am a Mexican that supports Trump. I mean, I'm not, uh, you know, going to go with the socialism that's going on the other side. And the person I was listening to you with a WS app on the phone right quick, and he's saying that, how can I support someone that makes and says things so terrible about my people? And all my response was was, was to him was, look, I have more money now. I have a job. I'm able to go to college. Interestingly enough, Lewis,
1: the the polling out there suggests this is working to the president's benefit, that uh, unemployment among the Hispanic population in this country is the lowest it has ever been, uh, which is staggering. Um, Almost, almost full employment within the Hispanic community in the United States, which we've never seen anything like this before. overall in this country, full employment and, and jobs matter for people it's mattering. And then and you look in Georgia as well. Look at Brian Kemp. Brian Kemp has just installed, uh, the, John King, the first statewide official who's Hispanic. That, those are big deals for the Hispanic community. They're coming from Republicans. Alrighty, we're going to spend time with your phone calls now. It's Eric Erickson here on WSB. If you want to be a part of the last show before the 4th of July, 404 872 750 1800 WSB talk. There is rain in the area now. Light sprinkles, I should say. Lake Alatoona, you've got some rain. Ackworth, uh, just north of you. Uh, Carroll County, you've got some rain as well. It's all, most of it is light until you get down Highway 27 towards Franklin, south of Carrollton. It's beginning to intensify there south of the city. Also out in Lake Country, in the Greensboro area, to the east of Madison, south of Athens, Still got some heavy rain out that way. Most of the listening area is fine, but these afternoon showers are starting to pop up. Uh, and we got Doug Turnbull as well checking traffic, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. He's in the helicopter. The rain is not bothering him, so he's got a great vantage point, better than your app. Uh, right now, though, I'm going to go to JR in Norcross. JR, welcome. How are you? Oh, great, Eric.
5: Well, thank you so much. You know, I'm going to go ahead and do this anyway. I do it about every day. Fourth of July, I pull out the CD set from of John Adams. But uh, I must say, my gifted friend, you, you encapsulated that so great. I got about as emotional as watching all of that. And uh, anybody that doesn't get emotional watching that scene where John Adams and George Washington come out and see the crowd after the first election, mm-hmm. that's got to be... The, one of the greatest moments in cinematic history as far as i'm concerned i, I
1: look i agree fantastic. with you and, and, you know that that book as well the the john adams biography oh, by yeah, McCullough. david mccullough yeah. is is fantastic. is fantastic um and well, listen you, I, you
5: did it you did as great a job of summing that up and bringing out the emotion as as any well as you all the the easter show the christmas show Thank well you, Eric look man Thank you, i
1: Eric. i appreciate it very much happy independence day to you um it is uh, that's 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 why I'm here, honestly. It is it's things like this to remind people uh, of what was at stake. I, I want to dwell, if you will, allow one more moment on this last line from the Declaration of Independence. For the support of this declaration, with the firm reliance, On the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Many of the men who signed the Declaration of Independence would be hunted down by the British, their families, their property taken, their sons imprisoned. Some of them would die, many of them would go bankrupt. These were wealthy men who really were willing to lose it all for this Declaration of Independence. We here in Georgia have three signers. Button, Gwinnett, yep, Gwinnett County. Lyman Hall, Hall County. George Walton, Walton County. These were men willing to do what was necessary And I, there's a lot of big talk in Washington these days on both sides. Bipartisan big britches. And none of them could fill the shoes of the men who pledged their lives, their fortunes and their sacred honor to get this country independence. None of them could, none of them can. These were men pledged to an idea. It was not about them. And, you know, revisionist historians in the late 50s and in the 60s revised history and made it about them, said these were just men who were greedy, who just wanted to make more money. The taxes were hurting their business. And being free of Britain was actually a way for them to make it rich. Who cares about the poor? Who cares about the middle class? These guys wanted to be rich. And then something really amazing happened. Bernard Balin, uh, where was he a history professor? Um is it Princeton or Yale? Um, Bernard Bailyn is a very famous American historian of the colonial era. He won the Pulitzer Prize twice. Uh, got his education at uh, Harvard, and I, okay, I, I guess he he taught at Harvard. I thought it was Princeton or Yale. Um, he had a, he had an idea. He he wanted to push back. Against the idea of the the merchants signing the Declaration of Independence, that somehow it was um, it, it was this get rich quick scheme essentially. And Balin had this unique idea at, at his time, and it, it's really hard you, you can't appreciate it right now. Um, but it's really, really, really at the time it was a novel idea in in the study of history because history had become so ideological. But Balin decided that ideas matter. And I know that sounds really profound now that, uh, that, that, that this, was, this was something new, but it was at the time. It was new. And he, he realized that in the 1700s that people, the currency was really, it wasn't pop culture, it wasn't music, it was ideas. People really gravitated to ideas. And so he started reading not the writings of John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, because, you know, the, the prevailing history of the day in the, in the early 60s was that what Adams and Jefferson were writing in their diaries was all spin. They knew it would be uncovered later, and it was all spin. And so Balin decided that he wanted to go back and he wanted to look at what the middle class were saying. He, he went, Charles Beard was the, the prevailing father of modern American history of the day, uh, that it was all this mercantilist revolution stuff. And Balin wrote The Ideological Origins of the American Revolution. He went back and he looked at the pamphlets that were being passed around by the middle class and the lower classes in revolutionary colonial America. And it's amazing. He found that they actually gravitated to the ideas that if you read the literate writers of the lower middle class and middle class in American history in the colonies, they were saying the things that Jefferson and and, uh, Adams and Washington and Hamilton were writing in their diaries. That there was this idea that, that these people believed themselves British. They believed they were entitled to the rights of the Glorious Revolution of 1688. Their grandfathers had fought in. They believed that because they were entitled to those rights and they were British, they, they deserved those rights. And if they couldn't get those rights, they believed in the John Locke idea that government was there to protect the rights enshrined in the Glorious Revolution. And if the king was not going to protect those rights, then by God, they were going to protect them and they were going to secure those rights for themselves. And he single-handedly was able to transform how American history was viewed because he did the work that other history professors didn't want to do, which was to look at the lower middle class. The, the, the other history professors had it in their, their head that it was the rich guys who controlled everything, and so only their ideas mattered. And Balin was able to show, no, this was, this was universally thought of. Less than half of the people in the country in the beginning really wanted the revolution but it wasn't just the merchants. It was the poor. It was the middle class. They felt alienated, and they believed the ideas that all men are created equal, and everyone is enti- endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And those ideas that trickled down into the middle class and, and the lower middle class there in their psyche in their mind that they talked about on Sundays after church that they were writing to each other about, it sparked a revolution. And what's so interesting, it wasn't a revolution for something new. It was a revolution for something very old, for the rights they thought they were already entitled to, trials by juries, no taxation without representation, a free press, and it sparked a revolution in the world, not just in the United States. That's why the United States is the greatest nation, because we were not a nation founded by people saying, hey, we're here, it's our blood, our land. No, it's a revolution of people who said, you know what? We're revolting because we want to go back and grab these ideas that were ours to begin with. We are a nation founded on ideas, not on blood and soil. That's what makes us unique. Hey, remember, if you're getting out and about tomorrow, uh, the Peachtree Road Race is tomorrow, so traffic in downtown Atlanta is going to be completely screwed up. Um, so avoid, in the morning at least, that area. Uh, lots of fireworks displays. If you go to wsbradio.com and WSBTV.com, there are a list of all the fireworks displays in the area. Lake Lanier is going to have a big one, I do believe I heard. There's going to be a big one in my house. Y'all, I bought so many fireworks. My kid's math teacher is running the fireworks stand. Holy cow, I assume I'll still have all my fingers and toes and face on Friday. (laughs)